Here they come, your Camarda wealth leaders, slashing taxes, dominating risks, relentlessly pursuing profits, protecting your assets, and keeping you in stitches while leading to greater riches. Your Camarda wealth leaders with Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda, Rob Bullmoose Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist, you'll see why, and me, Jeff, I want to be a Dr. Camarda. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER, Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Let's face it, wealth matters to living a longer, better life for you and your family. Our goal is to painlessly educate you with uncommonly shrewd advice to help grow and protect your wealth. And while we aim to keep you laughing all the way to the bank, never imagine we're not dead serious about money. Folks, welcome back to yet another edition of Camarda's Wealth Education Radio. You're here with me, Jeff. I want to be a Dr. Camarda. Uh, Sonia, uh, embraceable you, Elia, Rob, Bull Moose, Shevlin, yes, the moose is back, and Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda. We have an act. We have a very, very uh, packed show for you uh, this morning and afternoon, folks. And I think you're going to find it very, very valuable. So, well, without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing that I'd like to talk about is we had a fellow that actually uh, came and walked into our office uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, who heard about us on the show and had some interesting planning issues. Jonathan, I think you sat down with him, did you not? I believe I did. So tell me uh, um, the, what, uh, you know, obviously without revealing any details, um, the, what uh, motivated him to come in and you know, how he contrasted us to others, I guess, and what some of his planning interests were. Let's talk about the case. We'll call him John. Uh, John came in a couple of days ago, and how did he choose to come in to talk to us? Well, he had heard us on the radio, and he had, uh, he's been down in Florida for a little while, and he went to go interview a few other advisors as well, and then he heard us on the radio, and his quote was, uh, he thought we knew what we were talking about. So he kind of came in. So I guess we fooled him, huh? Right, absolutely, the, uh, the proverbial wool. Um, he, um, but it was interesting just uh, juxtaposing with uh, the type of advice that he had gotten and then uh, what he uh, felt like he got here. And he was looking for investment advice, is that right? Was it a rollover? Right. Yeah, or? Uh, retire, a t- uh, yeah, 401k kind of situation, right. Okay. And he, um, you know, essentially was just looking, again, to uh, have his money uh, last the rest of his life. Pretty aggressive growth, considering he has other fixed income through pensions coming in. And um, what was interesting is, is that uh, the amount of money that he comes in has coming through his pensions are almost like a bond. You know, if you look at a million dollar bond yielding five or six percent. So, so, so he's got you know a, a fixed income like the, like interest payments. Right. So are they like, inflation adjusted? Right. Well, yes, I believe that government pensions. Uh, right, right. So, so it's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, so uh, that, that's so he has a pretty good situation there. So it's like a million dollar debt uh, that he's holding uh, that he's getting the payments on. So the rest of his money that he had, um, x amount of dollars, could be invested given the fact that. Part of his income was already fixed income. So you calculated that the uh, the stream of payments likened it to a bond that he was holding in his portfolio, and uh, calculated that the net present value was somewhere around a million bucks. Is that right? Right. And then also, if you look at the longevity of it, given that they're government pensions and not corporate, so you know that the tax power of the government's behind it. You know, we looked at the sustainability as a good probability. Obviously. So you basically you assumed that was a riskless loan. You compare it to like a T bond or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Okay. Nice so then what, what we do? So that was you know the the more conservative aspect of his portfolio. What'd you look at for some of the more uh, growth orientated pieces? Well, yeah, just more equity pieces to be involved there. Uh, juxtaposed, I guess, with some of his advice that he may have gotten, where they were actually splicing the amount of investments, really obscuring the pension. 
um, and really veering them off to be too conservative. And from my studies up at Booth uh, during my certified private wealth advisor, you know, the biggest fear and risk that people should have, they may not, but should have, according to the math, and I think Sonia reiterated this in her rice beat, is that, uh, you know, people making too little in their early years of retirement and underperforming and then not having enough during the later years when they can ill afford to take the shots to, to get the higher keep, return. Uh, also to keep up with inflation and increased right. health care costs, long-term so care needs So this gentleman's only about 60 so, so certainly he has a long, uh, his father lived to over 90, right. so certainly he has to look so at So I that. think the lesson in this case, and I guess that he had, had talked to a, a number of folks, I'm not sure if other folks that are on the radio or not, but you know, there's a lot of shows out there that deal with financial matters, but his, uh, um, the, the, the lesson here is that other folks that he had talked to did not, can, they, were, they were suggesting an overly conservative deployment for him because they weren't considering... Um, the, the the conservative aspect of the income and right. and, and that's really it's a great point and we see that a lot. It's akin to if you're driving as much as I drive and almost changing lanes without looking over your shoulder. How many times have you seen someone do that? This could be have the same serious repercussions with your finances. Yeah, that, 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 that's a great point. It's something that we calculate, you know, in in, in our normal fact finding process using our income load technique. Where we look and see how much, which is another way to manage the amount of the, um, the, 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 the allocation to stocks and equities versus fixed or traditional income as a function of how much money the people need to pull out of their portfolio. So if they have $3,000 coming in from a pension and they need to spend $4,000 a month, they only have $1,000 from their portfolio, which is a much lower percentage of the overall uh, the portfolio or what we call the income load. So that's uh, that's really interesting. Rob or Sonia, you have any comments on that before we move on? No, it's just that, uh, you know, for a number of years you see a lot of advisors doing what they call bucket planning. And a lot of times, you know, it's a way for advisors to sell a product. They'll divide the money. Now, was it like, you know, end-of-life uh, activities they wanted to engage in? Not that kind of bucket planning? No, no, <laughs> no. It's a little more serious. But, again, the idea was to try to create uh, some very consistent types of income flows so that when you know that you can cover the person's lifestyle, lifestyle expenses on an inflation-adjusted basis and taking taxes into account, then you have some more flexibility to manage the rest yeah. of the portfolio to last longer. So you're talking about like in what we're going to spend over the next five years, we'll put in real conservative investments, that's the near-term bucket, and then the mid-term bucket, the long-term bucket, the legacy bucket, that. And that related kind of mental accounting really helps folks to get a grasp on how to order their finances because they can relate it to uh, real needs that they have. It's, it becomes much less as, abstract. Um, great comments. Hey, you know what? I'm not sure we, we have mentioned this yet, but we were fortunate um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago to have been named by Barron's, Camarda Wealth, actually me personally, named Camarda as one of the best financial advisors in America, which is really a very high honor, especially uh, since uh, that happened the very first time that we asked to be considered. Uh, so I'm going to read the press release quickly if you guys know Mike, because I'm very proud of it. Uh, uh, Jeff Camarda, that's me. Uh, Jeff, I want to be Dr. Camarda, representing his firm as chief investment officer, has been named by Barron's as one of the best financial advisors in America. According to Barron's, it's accepted in the industry that the advisors ranked by Barron's represent the top 1% of their profession. Uh, Barron's determines the best advisors based on assets under management, revenue, quality of practice, and philanthropic work, as well as client retention and time in the business. Barron's also notes that critically important, we also carefully check 
the regulatory record of each advisor we rank. Um, Jeff Camarda or the firm has also been named as one of the top 250 wealth advisors by Worth Magazine, the top wealth advisor by Bloomberg's Wealth Manager Magazine, a top investment advisor by Financial Advisor Magazine, a premier advisor by the National Association of Board Certified Advisor for Practices, a five-star honor roll advisor by the Paladin Registry, we're A-plus uh, accredited uh, by the Better Business Bureau and certified background check. I am personally by the National uh, Ethics Association. We've also been frequently quoted in national press, including the Wall Street Journal, Investors Business Daily, uh, Business Week, Smart Money, Investment News, Reuters, USA Today, Investopedia, and the Christian Science Monitor. And our advice has actually been the subject of three separate Wall Street Journal, journal feature articles. Um, so, uh, folks, that's, uh, that we're very happy uh, to uh, have that accolade and, uh, um, uh, and somewhat humbled by it. Um, if you'd like the full press release, including important disclosure, email us. You can email me personally at j, just the letter j at camarda.com, and I'll be happy to get that out to you. Um, so let's uh, move on with our financial literacy quiz. Rob, you missed this last week, and this is a, really the kind of um, arcane knowledge stumping uh, the, uh, uh, methodology that you hold so dear uh, to your heart. But you only missed three questions because we ran kind of short on time. And these continue with a new financial literacy tool that I'm developing for an article that will be published in the Journal of Financial Planning, an academic journal as part of my Ph.D. studies, actually an extension of my Ph.D. studies. And you know, I was, I was, I've been corresponding with a number of uh, um, pretty uh, um, uh, uh, well-regarded academics, like Professor Avansky out of Texas Tech and Dr. Michael Finke, I'm not sure if, if you know him, um, the, about, uh, about these matters, and actually, you know, uh, Professor Evansky um, has uh, um, collaborated with me to clean up these questions and also offered a number of his own that maybe we'll get to if we have time on the show. Uh, but we are running out of time for this segment, folks, so playing the, finan- the senior financial literacy quiz, come share a senior moment with the Camarda Wealth uh, experts. Uh, we'll have to continue after the break. Please stay with us, folks. We've got a lot of great stuff, two uh, other real, real interesting case studies. Of course, we have the favorite segment of the show, um, the market update with Cousin Arnold Camarda. Who, who knows who else will pop up this week and uh, lots of other great stuff. You're right here with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. Remember that, um, that we are here to help you. If you have questions, want, uh, want them answered on or off the air, you can call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-CAM. A-R-D-A, Camarda. We will see you right on the other side of this brief break. Stay with us. Thanks. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. The show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. 
Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and otherwise we think you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review. Call now while it's on your mind, folks. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antler Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Leaders right here Saturdays at noon or Sundays at 2. This show is recorded, but if you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish or want free reports, reviews, or other information, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call us now, folks. All right, folks, you are back on Camarda Wealth Education Radio with Camarda Wealth Experts. And it's time to play Stump the Moose um, with our new uh, senior financial literacy instrument that I've developed uh, for purely academic reasons. But I think it's also you find it very useful. Now, I want to, before we get into this again, uh, these, uh, these concepts, which we work with all the time, are very familiar with, very important, very powerful you know, don't feel bad if they're somewhat unfamiliar to you. Unfortunately, I think that they're unfamiliar to a lot of financial advisors um, as well. But they're very, very important. We'll get into the reasons uh, why. And this is an instrument that I developed specifically to assess senior financial literacy. Financial literacy, of course, is knowing about money stuff and how it pertains to, to managing your financial life um, in order to realize your life goals. Um, but there are particular things that are more important to folks that are around retirement age, like long-term care planning, estate planning, stuff like that. And uh, um, the, to, to the extent of my very extensive research, a senior financial literacy tool has not yet been developed. So this is the first go at it. I'm working uh, on a paper that uh, should be published in the Journal of Financial Planning sometime later this year after peer review. Uh, but it's an exciting concept, and I think it's one that you can learn a lot from. So... Rob, are you ready? I put it to you, Moose. When using finance, this is an easy one. When using financial advisors, stockbrokers and insurance agents must put you first. Bank personnel must put you first. Or registered investment advisors must put you first. Clearly, the last answer is the, the last answer is the correct. I can't hear you. I'm humming too loud. Why, 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 Rob? Why, registered why? investment advisors. And, and why is that, oh, Wizard Moose? Because they have a fiduciary obligation under their Series 65 license to put their client's interest first and foremost. Fiduciary? Is that like a Stooges term, Moose? What does fiduciary mean? It's a legal term. Basically, I, I have an obligation to my client to find the best solutions for the client putting their interest first, not putting my interest ahead of theirs, as opposed to certain other investment professionals out there who just have to make sure that their recommendations are suitable for the client. Which means they could be completely not in the client's best interest, but not so egregious as to uh, to be uh, borderline fraudulent, maybe? Sure. Yeah, so that's uh, um, that a big, big difference. Most financial advisors function on the suitability 
framework, which is something that President Obama, um, uh, a, uh, um, in a rare moment of congruence uh, between uh, my views anyway and, and some of his, um, that has been really stumping uh, to impose a fiduciary standard on advisors that, uh, that work with pension plans. Um, and rightly complaining that a lot of folks don't have the uh, participants' interest, best interest at heart, uh, sell very, very expensive uh, products, and are more concerned with making commissions than the returns on participants' money. And I think that's exactly spot on, and not just in the retirement world, but really across the, the advisory spectrum. So uh, kudos to Moose. I wish I had a golden bell to ring for that right answer <laughs> for you, but I don't. Maybe when we upgrade our audio equipment in order to um, uh, to get ready for prime time as our show expands. We'll be doing another show, by the way, in Jacksonville, folks, um, beginning probably in uh, in April uh, Sunday evenings at five on a different station. So, and, and whatever listener rightly, though somewhat excitedly, called in uh, to comment that the audio quality of our show is not maybe as clear as uh, as it could be. You're spot on. We agree completely, and uh, we're investing heavily in uh, um, in upgrading our equipment and building a studio here at Camarda Weld headquarters on beautiful Fleming Island, uh, just south. Uh, west of Jacksonville. Okay, now, ready for the next one? Fine. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, you sure? Moose is ready. Jonathan, are you queued up? Oh, yes. Tubes loaded? Oh, loaded Ready to fire? Okay. Absolutely. We got somebody on missile control? Reloaded a cube tray. And you, dear embraceable you, how are you? Are you ready? I'm good. All right, most annuity products, most, and most annuity products don't charge commissions that are paid by the investor can be extremely complicated and expensive, can be easily cashed in without cost or penalty, or are tax-free unless in an IRA or retirement plan? The answer to that is clearly B. B? Moose! Good job there, bloated moose. Anybody care to challenge the moose? <laughs> Absolutely huh? not. With, with a lariat, perhaps, or a long-pointed stick? No? Right. Uh, the, uh, so most annuity products, in fact, are extremely complicated and expensive. Would you care to expand on that, Moose? I know you would. Well, you know, if there are, uh, first of all, annuities tend to be long-term hold and, uh, products. And they're sold by agents, and the longer the term of the product, you can probably assume the, the larger the commission to the financial person selling that product. And also the higher the surrender charges. The direct correlation I have found between the, the, the magnitude of the surrender charge and the commission to the, the agent or the agent's uh, general agent, you know, but, but there's a you know, sales commission distribution cost, and usually it's, it's pretty close to one-on-one. So yeah, you see an 8% correct. surrender charge, you know, it's the, the, the agent and the GA made maybe 7 to 10%. Yeah, when you look at everybody in the distribution chain, uh, it's a pretty significant number. And the surrender charge is there because in case you decide this, this was not for you or you have a liquidity need, the insurance company needs a way to recover the expenses they incurred for paying that salesperson for getting you in the product in the first place. So let's dig, let's dig into that. If Johnny Hot Stocks, though he would never do this now that he's studied, I'm sure, but if Johnny Hotstocks buys a variable annuity from um, Black Widow Elia over here, uh, and there is an 8% surrender charge, 
um, she gets paid, say, 8%. So that'd be $80,000 per million, right? That's pretty correct. Pretty uh, nice for a hefty day's pay. Now, what if uh, Johnny here, two months later, decides that he actually reads the, the annuity contract in a prospectus and discovers that the cost is too high, he doesn't like the investment options, the tax treatment really is not good for him, there's a lot of hair on it. So if he wants to shave that hair off and get rid of the annuity, what are his options? What happens to... Poor Jonathan. Well, the first thing is, if he's fortunate, he may have what's called the 10% free withdrawal provision, so he could take 10%. Say he just wants to get, let's not complicate this, say he just wants to get out of it. Essentially, he's go, you're going to take 8% off the top uh, of the uh, accumulated so, value. So he's going to lose $80,000, right? So now, is, that gonna, is, is uh, Black Widow Elliot going to have to give her commission back if Johnny changes his mind? No, unless she fraudulently induced him into purchasing the contract. That's And under the suitability standard, that's really a high, a high standard to prove. Yes. Um, so she probably will keep the money. Yes. Um, and uh, he's out the eighty grand. Yeah, that's the other thing. How many? So, times did he actually pay a commission or not? Because a lot of times these sales occur where, oh, don't worry, I'm paid directly by the company. You don't have to worry about commissions. It appears to be a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Well, well all the, all your money went to work, but the uh, agent was paid a commission. And if you decide to liquidate early, in essence, you are going to pay a penalty and not get all your money. And I would, I would dispute all your money went to work. There's one, actually, I'd like you to read this, uh, this contract I've got, a very complicated one with a guaranteed minimum income rider mm -hmm. um, that uh, um, the, the new client uh, showed me and he wanted to get rid of it. So I'm going to read and go through it to make sure. And actually, they offered him, can you believe this? They offered him a $10,000 premium, 20% more. It's a small annuity. 20% more to get out of last year. And his advisor, and I use the term in quotes, at the bank, told him not to because he'd lose the death benefit. And I said, Mr. Client, there is no death benefit. It really is just get your money back. It's not, you know, like there's a whole bunch of life insurance here. If it's a $100,000 annuity and you die, it's worth hundred. You get the hundred grand, and that's the death benefit. So unfortunately, that window was closed. We called the company. He can't get that premium, which would have been nice. He should have done that. So you know, usually I'm not, and the, the, the annual costs of this thing are like 4.5% a year. And that's the reason you know, all your money doesn't go to work, because you're an S&P 500 fund with Vanguard, say, and you're paying one-fifth of 1% a year, that's pretty much all working. If you're in the same investment index, but paying 5% a year, then all your money isn't working. It's a tremendous drag on returns. And that's how the insurance company recovers the 8% they gave to the Black Widow over here. And if you, because they, they're going to make a lot of money as long as you stay in there. And if you get out early before they can recover their money, you have to pay the surrender charge. That's exactly what it's for. And, I get, if, and if you have these other riders which add up you know, significant costs, and again, you get out of the contract a lot sooner, you certainly didn't get what you thought you bargained for. No, indeed not. Indeed not. You got a lot less than you bargained for. So uh, that's uh, um, that was an interesting aside. We probably have time for one more question because we're still on. Oops, that was our one minute left to go. That Snow White, Elia. Now that she's removed the Black Widow hat, she doesn't really sell annuities, by the way. Um, is uh, here. Let's go ahead and, and and jump to this one. And please, somebody else besides the moose. The moose has all of these, and I'd like to put somebody else's score up on the board. Because that moose is running far afield, far ahead of the rest of you, galloping across the map. You guys still in the corral. The kind of insurance that protects your other assets from problems like accidents at your home or in your care is 
Uh, and, but actually, it should say accidents at your home or in your car, not in your care, as the earlier version. <laughs> <laughs> so no accidents in your care, we hope. Kind of insurance protects your other assets from problems like accidents at your home or in your car is property damage insurance, liability insurance, personal injury protection insurance, or PIP, um, or disability insurance. B. B. Johnny, did you speak up with the B? He said liability insurance. You're exactly right. It is liability insurance. That asset protects you 101, right? And you didn't even nod on that one. Did you learn that in the booth? Uh, sir, I, I did. mean, not the booth. I not did. This booth. Actually, that was John. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, abs- absolutely. All right. Well, folks, we've gone a little bit long here at 1115, as some miss will. So we're going to have to ask you to stay with us until after the break. We've got a lot of more exciting financial tidbits to dole on out. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. Be right back. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. The show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. 